1: Four times points on up to $150,000 in purchases per year. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com
2: slash card. Oh, it's always so much fun when you get to this part of the season, the middle of October. Everybody's in the grind, and we've got to figure out where is the value, where are the good teams, who are frauds. That's our job, your job is to simply be entertained and listen and take notes. This is The Early Edge and our weekly, we do it every single Wednesday at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, Mega College Football Preview. We're also the most transparent brand in sports betting because we always show you what we did the show before. Now, with all due respect to EC, I know he's not happy with his last week, but the parlays he's been cashing more than make up for that. We tell you all the time it's about information and about using it for yourself. And that's what this show is simply all about. So with all that being said, all the odds here on The Early Edge are powered by the king of all sportsbooks, BetMGM. We're also powered by the almighty sports line, the best value in all sports betting. And it's not even close. So let's bring in three of the absolute best college football minds in the business. You know them. You love them. <sighs> oh, my man. A.B. is here. EC is here. My man, Chip, is here. And Chip, when you think of college football in mid-October, in the middle of 50 straight days of football, how exciting is it right now? I always call it spooky season. Because, look, somebody's going to get got. You've been going week after
1: week after week. One team's had an extra week to prepare. The other team hasn't. One team had their right guard go down with an injury, and you might not know that the backup should not be playing high-level college football right now. This is when all of the details matter so much. Coach, I was talking to a guy earlier today who said on the TV copy he saw somebody hit the top of their helmet, a.k.a. take me out of the game. It was an injury that was not recorded, an injury that was not reported. I'll tell you what, we're paying attention. To practice this week. Details matter. That's what separates us here in October.
2: Boom. Also, this man has been one of the hottest handicappers in all of America. It doesn't matter if it's the NFL, college football, hell, even baseball. AB, how about you get our 15 seconds today? Hey, I appreciate that, Coach.
0: Look, Chip brought up a great point, too. All right, we are getting into the real season here. Real conference games against ranked teams, as we're going to talk about here in just a second. Understand, you're going to see a lot of first quarters try not to make a big mistake and then one does and all hell breaks loose this is going to be an excellent week of college football
2: and i know that your squad ec is off this week so what possibly
3: could you talk about 44 to 6 coach 44 to 6 i didn't have the faith last week on the road against a ranked team the biggest the largest margin of victory over a ranked team on the road in Arizona history. You know I am loving it. And Snake, behind the scenes, you know I'm going to lobby for Arizona-Oregon State to be one of our top five games next week. Serves you right for picking
1: against them. You picked right. against that's Arizona, and now you get this epic win. Like That's what you have to live with right now. And you're
2: right. It's, it's true. Embarrassing. I feel guilty. It's it embarrassing. is embarrassing. It is, yeah. And then you it live is. in this delusional world as if Snake picks the marquee matchups for the show. You know where it begins and where it ends with AB. All right, here we go. We got four <laughs> matchups. We got four matchups this week between ranked teams, and that is where we start. How about in the Big Ten, gentlemen? This one will undoubtedly have a direct effect on the national championship. Number seven, Penn State, traveling on the road to number three, Ohio State. Ohio State favored by four. The total currently at BetMGM sitting at forty-six and a half let's start with a straight play ec you like the visitors explain yourself
3: coach i'll be honest i am an ohio state bandwagon fan i like the buckeyes i've seen them enough play out here in arizona i have plenty of ohio state friends that i watch the games with but i love penn state in this spot plus four and a half penn state is just dominating teams they're winning by an average of uh, 36.3 points a game this year which is best in fbs drew aller 20 total touchdowns zero turnovers in his college career Penn State, 12-0-1 against the spread in their last 13 games. They've gone a whole calendar year without not covering. I mean, that is insane. Ohio State, 1-8-1 and against the spread in their last 10 games against AP-ranked opponents and 1-6 and against the spread at home against those AP-ranked opponents. I just don't have a good feeling about a blowout in this game. I see it as a three-point game either way. I'm kind of waffling on which side I would take. I lean under. I almost played the under here because both defenses are so good. Ohio State giving up 9.7 points a game. Penn State allowing eight, albeit against their weak schedule. Nonetheless, give me Penn State in in an upset,
2: 23-20. How disrespectful does Chip's (laughs) pick in this game that you would just throw in, just throw in a lean to the, oh, I'm, I'm leaning to the under. Chip, educate our boy E.C.
1: No, it's okay. Sometimes you have to go back and you have to watch the old movies. Sometimes you got to do the homework. You got to see one through six before you see chapter seven because Ohio State's on a six game winning streak. But let's take a little look at the point totals in those six wins 75, 57, 63, 45, 53, 77. Look, I understand we're dealing with two excellent defenses. I'm right there with you. But what's the best offense that Penn State's played this year? It's West Virginia. Okay, which good offensive line, but it's not like we're talking about a passing attack that is, you know, anything close to, you know, what we're going to be seeing from Marvin Harrison Jr. and the rest of these skill players. By the way, keep a lookout for Carnell Tate, five-star freshman. He already started showing up against Purdue. They got dudes on dudes on dudes. There will be touchdowns. And then let's flip to the other side because look, Ohio State's defense was really, really good against Notre Dame, but they haven't dealt with the, the methodical approach of this dink dunk Penn State pick you apart, try to win you down. I Look, this game, like AB said, and I wonder if he was talking about this game, this game will play out like this. You will have an opening session where both teams are feeling each other out, maybe two drives or so. Then there's going to be an interception or a fumble. There's going to be a special teams mistake that leads to a touchdown and then all hell breaks loose. This game last year was like three games in one. <laughs> and I think this is way too low for how many athletes we got on the field. We're going over 46 and a half.
2: Perhaps we play the first quarter under and the game over. That would be hashtag next level. Next level capping. By the way, Lori said in the chat, first time I'm saying this and Lori, you are not alone, but I'm with EC. That's what she said. That's what she said. How's that feel? EC? Lori is with you. I'm stunned. So are we. So are we now? One of the reasons that A.B. has been so good and has so many green check marks next to his name because he always looks outside the box. If you go to Bet MGM, you look at how many different ways you can bet one single solitary game, there's a million. And I love how A.B. handicaps. And this game is more of an example of that. A.B., floor is yours. Thank you, Coach. And look, Chip, 100%
0: I was talking about this game. You're exactly right. I think it is going to play out that way. That's why we're going to play. Penn State, Ohio State, total touchdowns over five. All right? First off, I think that it is going to be offensive back and forth, just like we saw last year. Number two, five. I didn't say five and a half. I didn't say four and a half, five. a half. Five. So we get a built-in push insurance play here if it ends right at five. And we don't have to worry about kickers, extra points, nothing. Touchdowns, that's it. I think that we get to six or more. You're essentially betting do we get three and three, four and two. One way that is going to happen. Overtime counts as well. But we're going to see this in this game. It is going to be offensive as we go on throughout it. So, yeah over five touchdowns, and coach, here's the best part, all right? This is the part that everyone loves with this. The most fun way to play a game when you don't have a team in it is offense on both sides, and we don't have to play the over. We're just counting touchdowns, so we get to sit and enjoy this game and not worry about anything except touchdown, touchdown, back and forth.
2: But, A.B., you know we're all degenerates. You know we're going to play every single way that Chip says in EC, except for the other. Oh, yeah, EC. I wasn't saying
3: don't. I'm with it. But, yeah, I, I like made it brother. a lean. I made it a lean not to go against Chip.
2: Bro, you, lean. Ju- you just wasted. You just said it three times. So now you can't You can't say it the rest of the show. The, the over is two and a half. You just said the lean three times. You just ruined it for yourself. <laughs> so I guess everything else is a straight best bet. Game number two, and this is A-B squad. Nobody knows the Tennessee Volunteers more than our five-tool player. Now they're going to Tuscaloosa. They're going to take on Alabama, favored by nine and a half. The total, according to BetMGM, excuse me, is 49, 3.30 p.m., or about 3.38 p.m. Eastern time is kickoff. And A-B, you're looking at this game in a very similar fashion to the first game we just talked about. Absolutely coach. We're going to take Tennessee and Alabama
0: over five and a half touchdowns counts for both teams throughout the game. Minus 125. We saw last year. What was it? 60 to 59 that these two teams. Now it's not going to be that these are two completely different Tennessee and Alabama teams than we saw last year. That being said, look, Tennessee has a good defensive line, but They get pressure, don't always get home. Milrow, the quarterback for Alabama, is going to run all day long. He's going to have it there because he's going to be under pressure and he's just going to move out. Now, Tennessee against Alabama's defense, yeah, Bama's got a really good D, but they will score as well. So, again, when you look at this game, this rivalry game, this thing goes back to 1920s, right? The third Saturday in October, everyone in Tennessee and everyone in Alabama knows how important that this game is. We're going to watch it with some
2: fun, over five and a half touchdowns. You'll catch this thing quick. We'll catch this thing quick. Also, when I talk to EC and Chip, and I'll say it for you, EC, so you don't irritate everybody in the chat, this is just a lean for you. But the way that Alabama's been playing this year, they're not the, the normal dominant Alabama. They're winning games close. Their offense is okay. And that makes this number a little bit peculiar. Which side are you leaning towards? Well, uh, thank you for saying it, Coach. I was just going to say this
3: is not an official play and not use that other L word. But, okay, nonetheless, uh, I am trending towards Tennessee plus nine and a half at Alabama. Trending, trending, (laughs) yes. I have to find another way to say it. So Alabama scored exactly 24 points in each of their last three home games. They had scored 24 or fewer just three times in their last 35 home games combined. Tennessee 4-1 and against the spread in their last five games against AP ranked opponents, but they have 27 straight road losses against top 15 teams. I'm sorry, AB. I don't think they're going to win, but I also see this as a little more low scoring. And I'll talk about that later in the program. Give me Alabama, 24, Tennessee, 17 chip back that up. Yeah. I,
1: I lean that way. They've got a common opponent. They both just played Texas A&M in the last couple weeks. Alabama wins 26-20. to Tennessee wins 20-13. to They are playing, as they've said, nothing close to the kind of football. I look specifically in the matchup at an Alabama offensive line that has underperformed in a Tennessee defensive front that, as A.B. mentioned, has been tenacious. That's my matchup advantage. But overall, this is just a a read on the style of football that's going to be played uh, in Tuscaloosa, and it's going to be a game... From the 1920s. Heck, I don't think anybody's going to get out of the 20s. <laughs> and when you've got low totals, you get a dog of more than a touchdown. I, I like getting on that.
2: Tone in the chat says, I like 24-17. There you go. That would, that would cover for all of us. Yeah, that we could do all that. Five and a half touchdowns. No, not for you, uh, AB. 24-17 wouldn't work let, let me just say,
0: I've seen this game my entire life. I have been around this game my entire life. Everything you think is going to happen – Throw it out the window. I'm telling you, every time, every single the, the, time, this game the, never plays out how you think that it will.
3: The one thing that's weird to me, AB, is you see that total last year was like what 99 points, something like that, and the total is below 50 now. It's just a weird number on that total that that has me a little spooked. Especially after I lost that Alabama over last week against oh, Arkansas oh. by one and I mean that was brutal. Brutal. So,
2: yeah. No. No more Alabama overs for me for a while. I was rolling with you on that one. I felt horrible for you and for my bank account. That was stupid. Score some points in the fourth quarter. That's all we needed. That right there. That, Coach,
0: I'm telling you, right there. And that's the thing. Tennessee's defense, if you watch them every single week, they just fall apart and let teams score and score and score. And these games become way more close. And Alabama's going to score in the first half, too. And – yeah, I'm just telling. 24 Have the faith, AB. Have some faith. Tennessee's hey, all
2: I, defense. All I know is that with all this information, oh. I'll ask you one. Oh, go ahead, Chip. Go ahead one more time. Do you believe? Um, oh, no. I believe in the volunteers. And do you want to do the work? I told you nobody knows more than my man, AB, about Tennessee. Nobody. Doesn't happen. Now, where are you going to place your bets? We have been signing up literally hundreds of people, and we can't thank you enough. But We still have so many more new BetMGM customers. You can sign up today and get $200 in bonus bets. Just place your first wager of at least $10, and you'll receive $200 instantly in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome, with bonus code EDGE200. That is EDGE200. And I tell this to you every single day, and I appreciate your patience. We're actively working with BetMGM to come up with straight plays from the early edge just for you. And once we get going, There is no stopping. Just like there's no stopping college football on the CBS Sports Network.
0: Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, Marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. It's only a kick.
2: A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this adidas chip we are men of the people tnt says we need the trumpet man i love that so much now this next game this is going to be fascinating coming out of the acc number 16 duke Traveling to take on number four, Florida state. That's really starting to come into form. They're favored by two touchdowns. Total 49 kickoff, 730 PM Eastern time. No official pick in this game, but a lot of discussion and some leans, no doubt. So let's start with a side chip. I want to start with you. Are we going to Florida state in the hot team?
1: No, we're going with Duke, and we're going to take those points. Obviously, the reason why this is not an official play is that you want to officially know whether or not Riley Leonard is going to play. Mike Elko came out and discussed, you know, yeah, he's been walking around, he's been practicing, he warmed up against NC State, but we're not going to put him out there if it's going to be any damage to him, or also for the game plan, because one of the things that Riley Leonard does the best is make plays with his legs. If he's a statue back there, then Florida State defensively is just going to be able to tee off. So you need you to know the status before you make a play, but I do think Duke's defense can That's kind big of big. force Jordan Travis into some rough decision making. Jordan Travis is not that accurate of a passer, he would have more passing touchdowns, and he's already chasing my guy Danny Canell trying to steal a school record if he was a little bit more accurate. And we've seen Duke's defense with their combination of pressure and excellent defense on the back end. I mean, you're not allowing 9.3 pl- points per game for nothing. This is a phenomenal defensive unit. They are going to force turnovers, and for that reason, plus the idea of if you're Duke, what kind of game do you want to play? A low-possession game. I think that's Duke plus the 14, but again, make sure that you know Riley Leonard's status before you pull the trigger on it.
2: Rue says, I'm taking Duke. Freddie Bear, I agree with Chip. I'm taking Duke. However, Chip, I would be very, very uh trepidatious that's not even the right word in the right sentence but you know what i mean because my man ec it seems like a lot of these big games he agrees with you and this game is yet another one explain yourself ec life is better when i agree with chip let me say (laughs) that it's it's just it's way
3: easier so i i love exactly everything that he said i mean i would have made this an official play if i knew the, the official status of riley leonard but we just don't know if he's gonna how healthy he's gonna be and if he's gonna play that Duke defense is for real. I mean, they're giving up less than 10 points a game this season, which is fourth fewest in FBS behind the three Big Ten teams. And, uh, you know, since Mike Elko took over, Duke has not lost a game by double digits. They're 14 and five against the spread in his 19 games since uh, since last season. All right, I'm going to predict a double digit score, but it's still closer than the 13 and a half. Give me Florida State 30, Duke 20. But I, I could see it being closer if Leonard is closer to 100%.
2: But whether he plays or not, A.B., the way to beat Florida State is to that old traditional keep the ball away from the best player on the field, which is a Florida State quarterback, which could then lead to what? Yeah, Coach,
0: uh, again, a lean because we can't make it official until we know about Riley Leonard for Duke. But I'm leaning to the under in this game, and I'll tell you why. You could go back to last week on this show, week seven, College football best bets. Everyone made fun of me for taking Duke against NC State minus three and a half, minus four with a backup quarterback. And I explained exactly why that they would be a blowout. And it was Duke, their defense, specifically their secondary, is only allowing 150 yards passing in the air per game. This is the best secondary in college football. And NC State, 60% of their offense was in the air. Florida State? 62% of their offense is in the air. They will cause problems. I don't care who's playing quarterback for Duke. They are that good. Now, Florida State, they will score. Jordan Travis is different. He is not playing for NC State. But that being said, what Duke will do is use that exactly and steal possessions away from Florida State and just muck this game up. So can't make anything official until we know about the quarterback situation. That being said, Under, man, because look, let me also say this, Florida State, this is it. This is it. If they win this game, they are basically cruising to the conference championship game, and they know that. So they're not going to make any huge, massive mistakes. They're going to go in. They're going to score, but they're also going to punt, play field position, and win this game, especially if Duke has a backup quarterback in there because they know they're just better. So everything screams under to me
2: td's in beer in the chat says lines already changed to duke plus 13 and a half what say you guys anybody wanted why do you think it's moved half a point now it could be at a specific book but if it's going in that direction why is it going that direction because i, I mean, think it's based he, i ahead. would say leonard's health is is they would think that he's going to play at that right. point so that brings it
3: down a little bit would you guys agree Yep. Yeah. It's all, it's also playing a number, right?
0: 14 and a half compared to 13 and a half, which really you don't even look, you want to get 12 and a half. That's really the key indicator, but yeah, man, I mean, you're just going to see it. I
1: was going to say it's going to get, way. yeah. Like I think it'll get traded across yeah. 14, you know, just sort of like there's, there'll be different sides. will stake their claim when it hits they'll buy. And then, you know, yeah. then all of a sudden the other side will hit. And so I would not be surprised. It would be a two point swing or more. If we thought we had something solid on Leonard, oh yeah, if they, yeah. If
0: they rule him in or out,
3: oh yeah, that that line's gonna go crazy. Hey, It'll move. If, It'll move. if he's in, if he's in, and I and I can get fourteen and a half, or I'll buy it up to fourteen and a half. I'd play that all day. I think so, that's the play is buy points there in that game if he plays.
1: You want to hear something funny? Yes. Uh, Florida State scheduled this for homecoming. Oops. <laughs> <laughs> they thought because Florida State's 21 and 0 against Duke. Duke has never beaten Florida State in football. They're like, you know, they're putting the schedule together. Like, yeah, yeah, we'll, and we'll do the homecoming game against Duke. Oops. So oops. this might be oops. one of your toughest opponents of the year. Oops. <laughs>
2: <laughs> well, speaking of oops, Chip, there was a big old fat oops by USC last week against Notre Dame. They were never in it. Three first half interceptions by caleb williams and yet and i don't know how true these reports are i mean a lot of them there's nothing to it but a very big website or social media site said that caleb williams can't make this up wants a part of the ownership wants to be a part of the ownership group of whatever team he's drafted for in the nfl I mean, what is this dude doing? And his dad's already said he would go back to school and make more money in NIL than if he's drafted by a team he doesn't want to play for. But you just threw three interceptions in the first half. Stop it and play college football. Now, at home, minus six and a half, according to BetMGM. The total sitting at 54 and a half. We have three official plays from all three guys. So, EC, I'm going to start with you after the way they played last week and the way Utah has played at times this season without their quarterback under center, why do you still believe in USC?
3: Well, Coach, let's look back to our showdown several weeks ago when USC was up 27 points on Colorado late in the third quarter. They gave up, what, uh, 20 – they were up 41-14, to and they gave up 27 of the final 34 points in that game. Then they only beat my Wildcats by two in triple overtime, and then last week they lost by four touchdowns. But here's why I'm backing USC this week. Let me read you these numbers. 66, 45, 42, 30, 41, 55, 38, 56, 66, 56, and 43. Those are USC's point totals with Lincoln Riley and Caleb Williams at the LA Memorial Coliseum. They just score more at home. Listen, I may be naive in picking this over against a, a Utah defense that you know is, is awesome, but they're awesome as I talk about Repeatedly at home. I'll bet Utah with double digits at home all the time. Remember, they gave up 42 to USC in the regular season last year. And I feel like at some point, SC has to turn the corner or Lincoln Riley is going to be coaching the Chicago Bears next year. This is a payback angle from two losses last season and three straight to Utah. Give me USC 35, Utah 24.
2: You know, EC brings up a good point, Chip, that. USC brought Lincoln Riley and paid that humongous amount of money to get him away from Oklahoma not to just be 9 and 2 or 10 and 2 it's to play in the playoffs he's right and you like them too, correct?
1: Yeah, against another opponent, I might be looking for the hangover spot. You know, don't let one loss become two, but you just got Utah out of Salt Lake City, and when Utah leaves Salt Lake City, they all of a sudden, like, lose their keys and their wallet and, like, their phone falls in the toilet. I mean, this is a team that, especially offensively, and by the way, I don't think Cam Rising's going to play again. If he does, then I'm surprised. But, like, at this point in the year, What are you doing? My expectation is that Utah is going to be threatening Nate Johnson out there, maybe Bryson Barnes, and it's probably going to go about as well as it did when Utah's offense, led by Nate Johnson, went into Corvallis, which is that they only scored seven daggone points. Utah is just Iowa with different colors. They have an awesome defense, but they cannot offense, and I think that's a bad matchup against a USC team that I do think is going to have its hair on fire because, look, USC's got the revenge angle of losing to Utah twice last year. Once in Salt Lake City, once in the Pac 12 title game. And now you're going to get a limited Utah team out of Salt Lake City right when you need to have that angry blank U game. Oh, yeah. USC can get that angry blank U game against these Utes.
2: How about our main man, Berg Betts? He just joined the chat. If you have any questions for him, put them into the chat. He'll answer them in real time. How about this little nugget that he just threw in there? The over is 4 and 1 when these two teams play since 2018. Pretty good nugget from Berg Betts. Now, what was the total for USC EC you just said in your take? 35. Oh, interesting, uh, A.B. Would that number work for you? But absolutely. Look, we're taking USC team
0: total over 31 and a half in this game for everything that EC mentioned, every reason coming off of last week against Notre Dame, USC has every reason to just score and score and score. Caleb Williams does too. Also, let me also say this. That report about Caleb Williams, I know where that came from. One, don't believe that guy at all. Two, I'm fairly certain that it is illegal to offer team ownership <laughs> as payment because the NFL has something called a salary cap and the Jets would have just given Aaron Rodgers stock in Johnson & Johnson and not paid him <laughs> under the salary cap. So no, Caleb Williams, he did that ask for that at all. But what he is asking for is the ball because they're going to put it in the end zone all day long against Utah. Utah is not the same team when they're on the road. And look, Bad games happen, man. Caleb Williams has had, what, one in his entire career? And Notre Dame's a top 10 defense that, quite frankly, they had every reason to be motivated because they had been getting their doors blown off. So it was just a buzzsaw walking into. I'm not worried about it. We're going right back to L.A. USC is going to score, take the team total over 31 and a half.
2: The reason I bring up those reports, A.B., because we talk about it all the time. We don't believe anything until it happens here at the early Edge. nothing. But it's interesting whether it's the going back to school storyline, the ownership storyline, whatever it is, Caleb Williams has said nothing to dispute any of this stuff. To me, Uh, that's very interesting. I, I,
0: I will say this. I will never, ever count another man's money. And you know what? You don't get it unless you ask for it. So, hey, Caleb, do your thing. Look, NFL
3: teams I'm not siding with them <laughs> give me the player man easy go coach I actually want to ask you a question there was a viral video that went out of a Notre Dame student who rushed on the field after the game and he took a selfie with Caleb Williams all while taunting him uh, about his bragger you know being a bragger yep. do you find that funny or do you find it obnoxious like I do
2: I I find it incredibly obnoxious, and that's kind of the problem with 18 to 22-year-olds right now. And, oh, by the way, why are we storming the field? When you're at a certain university, there are levels to the game, and you're one of the greatest of all time. I'm not saying you can't rush the field, but leave these players alone when Mm -hmm. you go onto the field. He didn't deserve it, and everybody wants to be a YouTube influence. They want to have all this attention, clicks, all that kind of stuff. It's obnoxious. Don't do it. Completely obnoxious. Now – What's not obnoxious is at CBS, the wonderful network we get to work for. We are now almost halfway through the NFL season. What games are coming up this week? Snake?
1: Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals.
2: I never thought there would be a universe where Travis Kelsey would become more famous than Patrick Mahomes, but that's where we are. That's where we are right now. Travis Kelsey. Did anybody have a better five days after they won last week than Travis Kelsey, New York, hanging out with Taylor, going to his brother's game, then going down to watch the Phillies play and then back for practice. He's on every
0: commercial now, too.
2: Oh, his money team's amazing. Amazing. (laughs) Which
0: is interesting because they don't just shoot a commercial in one day and put it up. This thing's been planned for a little while.
2: No doubt. God bless him. Get all those checks. Go get your money. I'm not complaining. Do your thing. Now, speaking of getting money, I want to get some money tonight. There are two college football games on a Wednesday. I love it. I'm talking 50 straight days of football. Now, if you're a Sportsline member, then you know that Tom Take the bass out of your voice for Nelly from Cover 3. He's got this big play tonight. FIU, Sam Houston, over 41 and a half. Now, this number, according to Tom, gives way too much credence to Sam Houston's performance in non-conference games. When they play in Conference USA, the average for their games is 47 points a game, as opposed to 25 in non-conference games. Tonight is a conference game. Let's play the over now if you're not a sports member yet what are you doing do i have to tell you every single day of course i do use a promo code coach i'll give you 60 off a quarterly plan for you people that aren't math majors that's three months you have three options monthly three months or a year hit that quarterly plan use that qr code sportsline.com join and come be a part of what we're doing and what we are building All right, we've talked about all the big games this week, but I need some best bets. I need to know where I'm going to place them and where the games are going to be. So we divide them up like this. The early slate on Saturday, that's where I would like to start. EC, if you don't mind, floor is yours.
3: Yeah, you know what? I have to copy, and I'm not copy, but imitation is the most sincere form of flattery, coach. I'm going to go with my boy, AB. Always plays these team total over-unders. We're going to play some unders this week, and let's start with Northwestern's team total under 14 and a half. Take out their games against Michigan and Colorado. uh, Against Michigan and Colorado, Nebraska's only given up 13, 11, 14, and seven points. Northwestern is under this total already in three of their six games this season. They have the 12th worst offense in the country in yards per game. And Nebraska has a top 25 defense, giving up less than 325 per game. Give me Nebraska 24, Northwestern 10. In this next game, the uh, Battle of Service Academies, I know this is a popular pick, a popular game to pick this week it's on uh, cbs actually as well Uh, i'm going to play the navy team total under 13 and a half against air force at minus 120. so when the service academies play each other the under is 47 10 and three in their last 60 games in the last 20 meetings between these two teams the under is 15 4 and 1. but i'm not going to play the under here because air force can actually score they're averaging 37 points a game i know They're without their starting quarterback, Zach Larrier. He has a knee injury. Who knows about this backup? I don't think it's going to be great. But Navy has scored 10 points or less in four of their last five against Air Force. Give me Air Force 20, Navy 10.
2: Very, very interesting. Now, before I get to A.B., a very important thing just happened in the chat, and I want to kind of educate you guys because we talk about it all the time. And, A.B., I'm going to need your help with this. So Jason said, sorry to tip hands, but this is one that confuses me as the site has the college play we just gave out as a graded A play for the under 41 and a half. I believe I just kind of made it pretty clear, but I tell you all the time, do the work because sometimes the Sims can be off. Not all the time, but this is where it is because they punch all the numbers in. And, A.B., what did I just say? Non-conference games, 25. That's where you have to dig deep. Am I right? You yeah, gotta do a little more. Exactly,
0: yeah, 100%. You're exactly right. Look, and, and you know, sometimes, I mean, th- these are numbers. And, look, I'm not saying anything negative against the sports line model. We all love it. We all support it for sure. But there are some times where somebody just has a better read at a different play in regards to it. It can go, right? I mean, I've done it multiple times. We did it last week with Duke and NC State. Everyone in the world was like, NC State, NC State. Duke won by 20-something, right? Like a 100%. You've got to just put in the data, put in the time, the work, as you said, dig into it 100%.
2: Yeah. This is a people-based business. Sportsline is very math-based. They both can work, but you can't just blindly follow something and not take the time. This is a perfect example of that. Do the work. Do the work. All right. Next up for the early slate. Man, how much money, A.B., has Air Force made for us this year? And you've got not one, but two plays on this game. Start us off there. Yes, sir. All right. we got two plays on Air
0: Force, as E.C. just mentioned, in regards to the Navy team total under. I agree. I don't think that Navy, quite frankly, even with a starting quarterback, is all that good. With a backup quarterback, don't even care about what Navy's going to do, but here's the thing. They brought up, oh, well, you know, Air Force is playing with a backup quarterback as well. Guess what? Who cares? They don't throw it ever. They do not throw the ball at all. They run 50 times a game, and here's the thing. Navy is horrendous at stopping the run. They can't do it, so we're going to play two ways. Air Force team total over 23 and a half, and we're also going to play Air Force Uh, team total touchdowns over two and a half. That's it. So all of that, what I just mentioned there, Air Force is going to control the game all day long. And look, these boys are undefeated. They can play defense. They're going to take the ball back from Navy. It's not, this isn't your classic Caden Reynolds Navy. This team is not that good. And here's also the point why I like Air Force two ways this week. Last week, quite frankly, they didn't look good and they know it. And their coaching staff, yeah, they won the game, but they were not happy at all. And they were settling for field goals. The guy was missing. Mm -mm. Not happening this week, because if there's one group of people that I trust to set a game plan and get to it, it is the United States military. And I trust (laughs) that the Air Force woke up and said, oh, practices at eight, we'll be there at six. And we are (laughs) going and getting. But again, that's nothing against Navy. Respect them, respect everyone. But this Air Force team is different and they can get down. Also, lastly, it is ironic that the United States Air Force does nothing but on the ground. They don't even need the planes for you, baby. They are coming right in, ground mission, attack, take Air Force.
2: I love that. So, so very much. All right, Chip. Now, you also have a play in the Air Force game. And this is one of the beautiful things that we've addressed since day one here at the Early Edge. Because so many brands or betting places, they always said, no, we're blindly going to go together. That's not what we do here. We don't talk at all about picks till we get to the show for a reason. What do you like in the Air Force Navy game, Chip?
1: The last 60 games between service academies? I mean, look, here is what I can take you inside because it's not just blindly take the under because the under always hits the under hits because it eliminates the advantage that the service academies have when they go up against everybody else, because every other team has to put in an Air Force week or a Navy week to prepare your eyes, get that eye discipline down for the triple option. But you know who goes up against a triple option every daggum day in practice? Air Force. (laughs) and Navy. And I actually do think the loss of Zach Larrier is important. I've looked at him as a plus value service academy quarterback and you know, other other service academies like Oh, whatever. We just play three quarterbacks anyway. Just got to figure out the pitch. I think Larrier is different and it is my respect for the Air Force offense that has me downgrading their offense just a little bit. And while Navy has been bad at stopping the run, they were also bad at stopping the run last year. They were also bad at stopping the run the year before those last two scores between Air Force and Navy uh, that Be 13 to 10 and 23 to 3. All of that comes under 34 and a half. So, yeah, I'm going to do my American duty and I will be taking the under in Air Force Navy.
2: (laughs) What else do you like from the early slate, Chip?
1: From the early slate, we also are going to be jumping on a potentially sleepy Oklahoma team because here's what happens you go to the Cotton Bowl, you eat, you fried everything, you go say hi to Big Techs, uh, and then you go and you. Get this huge, epic, dramatic win against Texas, and then you're in the off week, and all off week you're getting t-shirts made, you're getting fake tattoos on your legs, like you're doing all this stuff, and everybody's telling you how awesome you are. But I'll tell you what, UCF's coming to town, and Gus Malzahn has a healthy John Rice Plumley. Yeah, we are going to see the Dynamic Knights quarterback back in action, and I think that's too many daggum points for an Oklahoma team that's been hearing how good they are for two weeks and a UCF <laughs> team that would love to uh, be a thorn in their side of national title hopes.
2: There's no doubt about that. All right, one more from the early say so EC, I'm coming back to you. Let's go back to the Big Ten. And Wisconsin, at times this year, they've looked pretty good. You like them this week?
3: I do, Coach, even though it's kind of a weird spot for them because they lost their quarterback Tanner Mordecai last week with a broken hand. Braden Locke, redshirt freshman coming from Mississippi State, is filling in for him. Didn't look that great against Iowa's defense. But then again, who really looks good outside of Penn State against Iowa's defense? So in six games this season, Wisconsin's only given up more than 17 points one time against Washington State. In seven games, the Fighting Illini have given up 17 or more points in every single game. Illinois got their first win against the spread last week at Maryland. They are 0 uh, 6 in their last six games uh, at home, and uh, they're looking. And Wisconsin is looking for a bounce back after an ugly home loss to Iowa. Oh, by the way, they play at uh, Ohio or they play home against Ohio State next week. This team is too good to lose three games in a row. The road team has won by 24 in each of the last two years. Brett Bielma, you're not doing you're not doing your old uh, university negative this year. I think Luke Fickle's team gets them. Wisconsin 23, Illinois 13. Big game from Braylon Allen. If you want to bet some player props, which I can't in Arizona, Braylon Allen, coach, that's the guy
2: to target running back for Wisconsin. All right. And Don in the chat says, I love Wisconsin. Absolutely love Wisconsin. Now, speaking of too good to have two bad performances, A.B., I don't think Oregon had a bad performance last week. They just ran into Michael Pinnick's. So this week – You have found yet another way for a team that just goes up and down the field with reckless abandon. What do you like with the Ducks?
0: Yes, sir. Everyone, please pray for Washington State. It is going (laughs) to be hell on earth in aughts Oregon for Washington State. After everything that we saw last week with Oregon losing to Washington, quite frankly, Dan Lanning, their head coach's fault, that they did and lost that game. Buddy, They they are going to score over and over and over. We're going to take Oregon team total touchdowns over five and a half. And here's the best part. If they are up 95 to nothing in the end of the third quarter, they are going to continue to score because the problem was that they just went laissez-faire in the fourth quarter and just gave it up. So those days are over. There's no more running out the clock, nothing. You are getting Bo Nix scoring touchdowns. No field goals either because the way that that game ended was an Oregon missed field goal. It is touchdowns are nothing. They are going to go crazy in regards to that. Take Oregon, five and a half touchdowns. They'll they'll likely have four at halftime. I'm not kidding.
2: And when you're a team that thinks that, yeah, EC. Ruin my flow. Go ahead. As, of course, as always, Coach, what else is new?
3: Uh, I just want to say I was one play away from hitting that under last week that I was so confident in that Washington-Oregon under. The, that fourth down play that A.B. just mentioned, the college football season changed on that one play. Now Washington is regarded as a title contender. Oregon would have been if they had gotten three yards on fourth down. Oh, you know, by the way, I would have gotten my third win last week of
2: picks, but I'm, am I still bitter? Oh, not at all. Of course not. So as I was saying, because I always like to push the show forward instead of Mm -hmm. always looking backwards, as I was going to say, that when you think you're a playoff contender and all of a sudden you are not, you then have to put the gas pedal down in every single game to show the voters you're still worth it because of a performance like that. That's how you look forward, E.C instead of worrying about the play you didn't get and the under that didn't come in last week. I always look behind me, Coach. I never look forward. Oh, I always know. always behind me. I know, <laughs> I know. Now, I will tell you, a team that will not score five touchdowns this week, they have been atrocious. It has been, for a lot of reasons, a train wreck in East Lansing this college football season. But I don't know that I've seen a team total this low And then somebody play the under EC, explain yourself.
3: Taking one, another one out of the AB playbook here, coach. Michigan has scored 30 or more in 10 straight games, which is great. They have a plus 229 scoring margin, which is by far the best in, in FBS. But why is that? Because they haven't given up more than 10 points in a game this year. Oh, by the way, the last three Michigan wins in the series, totally, you know, from the past, because, you know, I love to use historical trends. They held Michigan state to seven, 10 and seven points. Do you really think Michigan State's going to score more than a touchdown and a field goal? No, I, I don't. And if they do, I deserve to lose. I love this under 11 and a half. Give me Michigan 38, Michigan State 7.
2: Wow. Michigan, I think, has started to prove a lot of people wrong, and they are dominant. They are absolutely dominant. Just ask Indiana from last week. Now, Chip, one. Oh, do you have maybe? I, I just wanted to say, do no. not ever doubt. Jim Harbaugh's motivation
0: to beat the hell out of a Michigan rival. Because remember, he played at Michigan. His life is Michigan. He loves Michigan. That's what he does. It doesn't matter what's happened at Michigan State. All he sees is Mm -hmm. red. He is going to smash you and does not care if your feelings are hurt
1: at all. I I agree with EC, man. Michigan is who AP voters think Georgia is. Yeah. Michigan is who people think Georgia will be if it ever Explain wakes that. up. Explain that. Explain like- that. The, because Michigan is rotating bodies on the defensive line. You know, they showed the graphic of the boa constrictor, how good this team has been at squeezing the life out of you, how well they run the football. Like all of that is iconic to those Georgia teams that won national championships in years prior, but it's not this year's Georgia team. Georgia doesn't use the same depth along the defensive line. They haven't been as strong against the run and they definitely are not running the ball as well. All the things that made Georgia great in the last two national title runs are there with this mission. Michigan team. I mean, Josiah Stewart's going to be in the NFL as an edge rusher, and he don't even start. They just bring him in in specialized third down situations to go wreck hell against the opposing quarterback. Like I, I think that Michigan is my number one team, and I it's because they are exhibiting all of the things that we have seen produce dominant football in national
3: championships. Really, but 15, who so. have they played. Who have they played? That's the only question I have about Michigan. They have one of the weakest schedules in the history of the first and half of college football. they are
2: dog-slapping everybody. They that's are. what you're supposed to do. I, I, And I'm not saying you specifically. I can't stand when people do that because they're all, oh, but who do they play? The team that's in front of them. That's who they play, and they absolutely wipe the floor with every single one of them.
1: I'm just hey, that out. Yeah. Hey, well, listen, well, then let me just point out Rutgers is 5-2. and two. That's a good win.
2: <laughs> you is right up- five and one yeah oh i've covered with them too like three or four times so i think one thing we didn't talk about because georgia wasn't in our featured games a big big loss this week for the season a future first round pick they're tied in how big of a deal chip is that uh, a very big deal.
1: I think it's four to six weeks. I wouldn't be surprised if he is able to make it back for the sec championship game. I think that yeah. some of that messaging is a little bit confusing, but also if you're Brock Bowers and you want to catch a case of Jackson Smith and Jigba, maybe you just want to you know hang it up, not even risk it. You're going to be a first round pick no matter what. I think that, um, Carson Beck has the goods but they've got to figure out how to run the ball more consistently because you remember in that Auburn game, Georgia might've been dead to rights. Brock Bowers put the team on his back. Um, uh, Carson Beck needs to be able to take over this offense. And if he can, they can still accomplish everything that they would have if Brock Bowers was in the lineup. But I mean, games against Ole Miss games against Tennessee games against Missouri, they just became a lot tighter because you don't have that easy button.
2: I love these ad-lib discussions between the three of you. I absolutely love them. All right, we've got one more big play, and then unfortunately, because he keeps hitting them, we've got to do EC's ace parlay that still hits me right in the heart. So one more play from the late slate, and I don't know if people just stop paying attention to Clemson, but they're playing pretty good football, Chip. What do you think?
1: Yeah, Clemson coming out of a bye week, and they're taking on a Miami team that, whew, has been through it because you got the awful coaching decision and the loss to Georgia Tech. They show up at North Carolina. First half is strong. They're coming out hair on fire. We're flushing last week. And then you got Drake made and Tez Walker. And North Carolina hit the gas in the third quarter. That final score was not. I mean, that, that made it look prettier. Putting a little lipstick on that piggy right there. And so <laughs> after all the emotional roller coaster that you've been on, now you're returning home against a Clemson team that was off last week. They're getting healthier. Top wide receivers probably going to be. Back in the lineup in Antonio Williams, and I just think that they're ready to pick him apart. Plus, and man, I I feel bad. I got some friends that are Miami fans, and they're gonna be like Chip, you've got to stop leaning on this. But it blows my mind. Mario Cristobal has not defeated a single conference opponent at home. All of his conference wins have been on the road. Is Hard Rock Stadium a negative home field advantage for every single home game that's not Florida mm-hmm. State or Notre Dame? Mm-hmm. Uh, give me Clemson in the short number.
2: It's an awful place to play college football. What I mean by that, it's like 10, 15 miles north of Miami. There's no real tailgating. It's right off the turnpike. It's hard to get in. It's hard to get out. We need the Orange Bowl again. That's what we Mm -hmm. need is the Orange Bowl again. My goodness. My goodness. All right, grab your paper. Grab your pencil. Here's the recap courtesy of my man, the snake, on the ones and the twos. Here's all the best bets. Take a screenshot. I do not have the voice left to go through all of these, but just let him breathe it in. Early slate, late slate, all the odds powered by BetMGM. Now, take it down, Snake, because we have one thing left to do. And only on this show do I not mean going to the pay window yet. EC, I don't want a four-leg parlay to just to throw me in because you feel sorry for me, but It hurts. It hurts that I am not represented in your ace parlay every week. But if you keep hitting them the way you've been hitting them, I'm good with that. I'm good with that. What do we got this week?
3: Well, thank you, coach. At some point, I'll throw you in there. We'll put a Kansas school in there at some point. I almost did for you this week. I almost threw that in there. But let's start with the A for for AB, the Alabama-Tennessee under, which I know he's on the over. But here's the thing. So Tennessee last beat Alabama and Tuscaloosa in 2003. And they scored 51 points in that win. And they've scored 44 total the last three times they played in Tuscaloosa. Oh, by the way, as we've talked about, these defenses are pretty good, giving up a combined 33 points a game. I think this one stays under. A little bit of a risk. Now, Chip, I'm sorry for your part of the parlay as well. Going Virginia, plus 23 and a half against North Carolina. Uh, the, Virginia is a bad team, but they've covered in three straight games. They're 7-2 and two against the spread, and their last nine is a 20-plus point underdog. And UNC is 0-6 against the spread in their last six games as a double-digit favorite. And now, that you know, my Wildcats aren't playing this week. Shame on me for picking against them last week, but I have to pick something with ASU who I absolutely hate. Let's play the ASU Washington over 58 and a half. Nine of the last 10 Washington home games against unranked teams have gone over. And this game to me has a, has a Cal Washington feeling from the other week, which ended up 59-32. Washington was over this total themselves. Let's go Alabama, Tennessee under 49, Virginia plus 23 and a half, and Washington, uh, Arizona State over 58 and a half at plus 581, coach.
2: Now, I'm not worried about that Washington over, but AB, do you like that parlay? You like all three legs of that but, parlay?
0: I was going to say, I-, I want it for the record that I didn't say play the over 49. I said <laughs> play the over five and a half touchdowns. That would be 42 That's points fair. with an extra point. So I didn't say that, but it's not going to be some three to two Brewers game. Like everybody's (laughs) saying that it's going to be, but no, no,
1: I I like the parlay. It's solid.
3: I like it. Chip doesn't like it though. Chip's not happy with me for that Virginia pick. Are you? No,
1: no. The the best thing that you have there is pointing out that North Carolina after a big win is going to come out and lay an egg. Like I I can tell you that that's pretty spot on. I just wouldn't want to be holding um, an FCS team ticket. I, I don't want to be relying on a team that is like a, sh- like it, it is a power five team. The Nate Virginia. Yes. Virginia has membership to the Atlantic coast conference. And so it is a power five university, but no, no, that football team is not anywhere close to power five level.
2: And the last thing I will say to all of you, Miami fans who sent the hate tweets and the hate Instagram messages for my, what are you doing with Miami and that whole debacle Hey, at least you won something that week, right? You won my award for what are you doing? Everybody wants to be a part of it now. Not terrible. Maybe one of the worst things I've ever seen in college football. And you, Miami, and all your fans and all the people that sent me notes. You just have to sit on it. There's nothing you can do. Literally nothing you can do. Did I say there's nothing you can do? Oh, it burns. It burns. It burns. Great show, gentlemen. Great freaking show as always. Never forget, there's only one thing left to And I believe you all know what that is. Kneel down, boys. Kneel down. You've got your marching orders. Let's take all of these college football tickets to rate to the pay window. For my entire crew, love them all. Our five tool player, AB, my man, EC, Chip. Patterson, and never forget about the snake making the show look like a million bucks. I am simply the coach trying to keep this train on said track. We grind for you so we can win with you is truly what we're all about right here at the early edge. Good luck.